0: Well, if you don't mind, I feel like having a little truck in here. Cause the devil is alive because he's a massive one to the level. Come on. Um. so I can't yeah. help that when I think about the goodness and the fullness of God. Make me thankful, pity the hateful, and grateful. The Lord brought me through this oh, car. Yeah. Trying to be cute when I praise him, great and high. I keep alive, be bumping, uh-huh. keep jumping. Make the Lord feel uh-huh. something. Ain't no shame in my game, God's property. All right, QP nation. Football Friday is here, your host Vince, and we are so excited to bring you this pod this week. So what's up on the pod this week is we're going to have extensive look at the AFC and NFC Championship Games. We're going to break those down in winners, okay? So that's going to be towards the end of the pod. We're going to give you some news and notes around the league, some things that caught my eye, some things that you kind of need to keep your eye on. And then we're going to take you to Philadelphia and Houston. And I have thoughts on these two franchises and where they're going. So I just want to give a lot of shout outs to the listeners out there. We, I'm glad you joining us today. We're in 16 countries. I'm going to give you the social media right now it's question point pod network for facebook and instagram it's qpp network on twitter get active get tapped in get interactive with me go to the website question point network.com get on there get those articles get those poll questions up and let's do this all right i'm appreciative to you to you guys I'm excited to bring you this podcast. And without further ado, it's time to start the pod. When I think about the goodness and the fullness of God, make me thankful, pity the hateful, I'm grateful. The Lord brought me through this far. I'm trying to be cute when I praise him, raise them high. I keep it alive, beat bumping, keep them jumping, make the Lord feel something. Football Friday, Championship Weekend is here. We are ready to do this, QP Nation. How y'all doing today? That's right, we're doing it real big. It's all about Football Friday, and we're going to get right to it. We got a lot of news and notes to get to some thoughts on those news and notes and then we gonna get to Philadelphia and the Houston Texans I got some stuff on them and I am just hyped to do this for you so without further ado let's get into the news and notes first off we got news about coaching uh positions being filled positions that have been given to men um who grinded out and got jobs and got the bag, okay. So we know about Ergenmeyer. Meyer. Nick Sirianni is now the new uh, Philadelphia head coach. Campbell is in where uh, he's in Detroit. So all the coaching vacancies are filled except for one: the Houston Texans. And we'll get to them later. But this brings me to my first note. Offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy is still the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. So far, he is 0 for 5 out of these jobs. The only one that's left is the Texans, and it doesn't seem that he will be getting that job. It looks like Eric Bieniemy will go 0 for 6 these rounds of having a new regime come in to these struggling franchises that are looking for leadership with that i say a lot of this so the enemy we talked about early in the year we thought that would be a good situation for the texans uh coach t and myself it didn't come to fruition and I have no idea what that franchise is going to do by the time Football Friday hits next week. We should have a head coach for the Texans. But for this, we're just talking about Eric Biennemi. I don't know what this man has to do. I don't know what he has to prove. I do not know what the uh, inner workings of the the vetting processes are for these teams that are looking for new regime changes. But I'm going to just say this, if you are a part of an Andy Reid team, and you are the offensive coordinator of an Andy Reid team, and you put up the points that Eric bien with Patrick Mahomes, all those weapons in Kansas City puts up, how are you not competent when everybody's looking for an offensive coach, right? offensive friendly guy some people go the defensive route some people go the offensive line route whatever but mostly what you've seen over the hires lately in the nfl is you see quarterback friendly offensive friendly coaches becoming the head guy and then bringing his staff and his style of play to that organization right arizona's done it the rams have done it San Francisco's done it. Chicago is trying to do it with Nagy. Okay. Urban Meyer is just an all around ball coach, but a lot of the hires are offensive related. And it just absolutely boggles my mind that Eric Biennami so far this year is 0 for 5, possibly 0 for 6 when this podcast drops today. And then when this podcast drops next week, we will have probably all the coaching vacancies filled. And from my knowledge, from what I've read, from the tea leaves that I've looked at, Eric B enemy will not get one of those coaching jobs. So Kansas City, Chiefs Kingdom, fans of struggling football franchises, hit me up on QPP Network on Twitter. Hit me up on Question Point Pod Network on Facebook and Instagram and let me know your feelings on that. The next note is this. Dwayne Haskins has signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Dwayne Haskins had a falling out with the Washington uh, football franchise. There seemed to be some issues with maturity there. I think he went to the right team. I think it's the right fit when he goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin is a no nonsense coach. He will bring him into the trust tree, as we like to call it. He will mentor that young man. He will put people around that young man to provide him the best opportunity for success. My hope is that Dwayne Haskins Jr. takes advantage of that opportunity. Learn from Big Ben Roethlisberger and become a really good football quarterback in this league. That's my hope. Okay, it's going to be up to him, but I like that he went to a team where I believe structure as far as becoming a a, a mature football player and also learning at the at the feet of Ben Roethlisberger will be monumental for this young man in his development and growth. So, I am really excited about Dwayne Haskins Jr. going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers Nation, sound off, you know how to get me, QPP Network on Twitter. Now, we're going fast on this, okay? Some of this stuff is, because we got a lot of stuff to get to, man. It's going to be a crazy weekend. We got some stuff. My next note, Doug Marone, former Jags coach, joins Bill O'Brien on Savings Oasis. And if you don't get that, go to the archive pods on questionpointpodnetwork.com. See the last Football Friday and you will understand Savings Oasis. Let me tell you something. That is a must hear for the people who have heard it kudos to you and you understand where I'm coming from for the people who are just joining us welcome welcome to this crazy QP Nation community but to understand all the vocabulary you need to dig into the archive pods Football Friday drops every Friday my suggestion Go back. Listen to the mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? Go back. Get into the microfish, And dig into the archive pods. So you are well versed in the language of QP Nation. We drop jewels every single week. It is your job to understand said jewels. So again, to the newcomer. To the QP Nation, welcome. You are most welcome here. We want more. Shout out to Belgium who joined QP Nation last week. Okay, we in 16 countries now. Okay, it's ridiculous. Japan, okay, we over there. Australia, we over there. You know what I'm saying? We got some love in Russia, it looks like. Pakistan. Albania is giving love. India is killing it weekly. The UK is all over. Scotland is getting it. Canada is giving us a lot of love. Shout out to the people of the North. We are the North. I know what's up. Shout out to Brazil. You know. We just everywhere. So to the people who are just joining us. Welcome. Tell your friends to join us. Tell your family members to join us. But you got to get into the archive pod so you can catch up on the vocab on the podcast. Bill O'Brien is not alone on Savings Oasis. He has been joined by former Jags head coach Doug Marone. Congratulations, Doug. You are now part of Savings Oasis and you will benefit greatly. By being there. Shout out to Alabama. The national champions again. Roll Tide. Next note. Stan in Jacksonville. Trent Baalke. The old GM. The old exec for the 49ers. They helped build that organization. When Jim Harbaugh was there. And when he drafted Colin Kaepernick. Shouts out to Colin Kaepernick. Baalke is now with the Jags. He's the new exec with the Jags. So Jacksonville, they got their new coach. They got Urban Meyer. And they got Trent Baalke. That's a lethal combination. I'm going to tell you right now, that's some smart people. My, My biases on Urban Meyer aside, I think you got some smart people in that building. And I think it's going to be great. Next news and notes is that Jared Goff and Sean McVay seem not to be on the same page? Well, first of all, I'm upset about this on many a level. One, you can tell this year they were not. Two, Jared, what is going on with you that you are not on the same page as Sean McVay? Three, somebody said they should go to marriage counseling. First of all, I'm with any kind of counseling. Get your mental together, okay? I don't know what Jared Goff and Sean McVay need to do. I don't know if they need to go into the trust tree. I don't know if they need to go into the wilderness together and fall back in each other's arm and do the what the trust exercise where you just fall back and you just expect that person to catch you. Whatever they need to do, they need to fix that quick. Because here's the thing, Jerry Goff, I'm letting you know right now, player, your contract right now looks super bloated, okay? So you need to pull yourself together, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you need to get some zen. If you listen to both pods, right, if you listen, because here's the thing, football fans, I do a basketball pod on Monday, it's called B-Ball Mondays. I'm sending everybody to Saban's Oasis. I sent Kyrie last week. Kyrie came back and dropped a bunch of points. Shot well. He seemed like he was, he seemed centered. He seemed like he went to Saban's Oasis, got himself together, got some sage, and took care of business. So, Jared, my advice to you as well is that you take a trip. To Saban's Oasis. Or what you do is you go talk to either the GOAT or you go talk to the quarterback master, Aaron Rodgers. It's either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. You go find those two gentlemen and glean information from them and come back a better quarterback next year, Jared. Because I'm going to tell you, if you don't, this experiment, this situation... In the La La with you. If you love it in the La La. You better go take care of some business. You better pay to Zoom. With Tony Robbins. And get yourself together. And come back to McVay and say. Hey listen I'm centered. I'm ready to go. And it's time to go ahead. And bring a championship to the La La. The last one I believe. And this is the one. That I'm super excited about. Larry Scott. And the Pac-12 have hearted ways. I'll repeat that again. Larry Scott, the commissioner of the Pac-12, the guy who has put these contracts together. So for all my West Coast football and b-ball people, but mostly for the football right now, that's who we're talking to. Larry Scott is now gone from the Pac-12. He's no longer the commissioner. There's two things that we need to bring up with that. First of all, To the Pac-12. Pac-12, I'm excited for you. Thank you for doing what you needed to do. Getting rid of Larry Scott was the best move that you could possibly make. Kudos to the Pac-12. Kudos to those 12 teams that decided, hey, this dude is not doing a great job at all. Our TV contracts suck. We are not on TV nearly as much as we need to. And our Pac-12 network needs like a, a sister network like Fox or CBS or NBC or ESPN to partner with to bring our levels up. Larry Scott is gone. Some of the possible names that are out there To replace Larry Scott, let me give them to you. One is Alabama's AD, Greg Byrne. The other is Ohio State's AD, Gene Smith. There's some other names out there as well. Here's the thing. You can't do any worse than Larry Scott. So already, just by getting rid of Larry Scott and having a vacancy up there, is better than having Larry Scott. That guy was trash. I'm just saying it right now. Say what you want. He didn't understand what it was about. You got to bring pub and you got to bring eyes to the Pac-12 so we can recruit on such a vicious level so we can compete with the SEC. The reason why this is very close to my heart, I'm passionate about this, Everybody knows that I am a UCLA fan. Football, basketball, it doesn't matter. That is my school. That's the school that I love. It's not the school I went to, but it's the school I love. It's the school I wanted to go to. It was my dream school. I follow them. I love them. A clap all day. I'm all about the powder blue, the baby blue, and go. So I'm super excited about Larry Scott being gone, but... I'm excited that Alabama's A.D. Greg Byrne is a candidate for this job. Because the one thing with him is that you know that he has attention to detail. And you know he's going to get after it because he was part of Saban's deal. And when you're part of Saban's deal, it's a no-nonsense approach. It's about getting the job done. So I'm excited for the Pac-12 and the future of what it looks like. So kudos again to you, Pac-12. And that ends the news and notes. Buckle up. We got some heat coming for you. So every once in a while on the program, we get creative and some situations just lead themselves to me going back to my earlier days and also digging into some pop culture and kind of fusing it together to create something entertaining for you. I would like to thank Philadelphia Eagles for this piece of artistic expression. What I came up with, because there's a lot going on in Eagles Camp, is Saved by the Eagles. You know the show, right? Saved by the Bell. We know the cast and characters, right? Zach Morris, A.C. Slater, Kelly Kapowski, uh, Lisa, uh, what was it? Uh, Principal Belding. What was the old girl's name? Elizabeth Hurley, her character, Right. I think Tori Spelling actually did uh, a short stint on that show. Shout out to Tori Spelling. (sighs) So you know the vibe that I'm looking at right now. So I'm going to kind of weave the story together for you. I hope that this brings you some, uh, some joy. So it starts out with the loss at the end of the season. From the point of view of myself and from a lot of other folks that it looks like they tanked it. By putting in Sudfield at quarterback. And taking out Jalen Hurts. Okay. So we have a situation where. Jalen Hurts is. Maybe he's not passing the ball as well as he needs to be. But he's getting you points. He's getting you into the end zone. You're getting red zone efficiency. Inexplicably. He's pulled for Nate Sudfield. To quarterback. No uh, shade on Nate Sudfield. But. If you're moving the ball and you're getting the ball in the end zone and you have a result, and I don't care whether it's running, throwing, whatever, the season's lost. Let the kid get experience, right? That would be the guess. But all of a sudden, we got Nate Sudfield in the game. They lose. They end up with the sixth pick in the draft. Shockingly, I don't know how that happened. All right, now there's reports of a real heat type situation with Wentz and ex-head coach Doug Peterson to the point that it was a real problem in the quarterback room. Reports of disruptive behavior in the quarterback room. So basically what you're saying, like, it's like Bayside High School in the quarterback room, Zach Morris style, right? He's throwing paper airplanes. He's bored. He's breaking the fourth wall, talking to the fans, The people watching the TV show. I can see Carson Wentz in the quarterback room now. Breaking the fourth wall. Talking to whomever. These plays are lame. Right? I don't know what this offensive coordinator is trying to do. We're not going to do any of this during the game. So, he is literally talking to a brick wall right now. I'm so bored. Let me get on my super huge brick phone and order a pizza or see what Kelly's doing, right? Okay, so that's what's going on in the quarterback room. Evidently, Carson Wentz was a literal disruptive person in the quarterback room. So I'm trying to paint a picture for you here. My man's on a cell phone going through his likes, right? Going through his IG page, seeing who hit him up trying to keep his brand looking super nice. This is all going on in Philadelphia. So now this is what I equate a lot of this to. So so now we go to the field. And now this is before Wentz got benched, okay? Wentz is on the field, and uh, there's you got the offense, right? So he decides to run whatever play he wants and not the Doug Peterson play. At all. So he's just changing plays at the line of scrimmage, left and right, not calling Doug's plays at all. For real? So Zach Morris goes rogue. <laughs> Zach Morris got some cockamamie scheme on how to get Kelly Kapowski to go to the dance with him, right? There's always something on Save by the Bell, and there's always something with the Eagles. How's that working out? So your coach, you know, mind you, you might have philosophical differences with him, right? But he puts his game plan together, right? And so the guys on the team, everybody, everybody's supposed to buy in. He's sleeping in the office, coming up with plays that are going to work for next week's game. You get to the game, and then all of a sudden, you're seeing the plays that you're calling, that you dreamed up, that you schemed up, that you thought were going to be effective with this team, then now these plays aren't getting called? Your quarterbacks out there are just freelancing? Hey, man, you know what? No, we're not going to run. Uh-uh. What I need y'all to do is need, we need to get in a spread formation. We're going to uh, motion the back out of the backfield, and we're going to throw the football. So I'm looking at um, Carson Wentz as Zach Morris. And I'm going to say, like, the Philadelphia offensive, like, scheme is screech, right? Just, w- what are we doing? What are we doing? I have no clue what we're doing here. Then we have Marty Morningwig, the offensive coordinator. He's gone. He's kind of like the foil of the week, right? Marty Morningwig, right? He puts in the... The details, he's in the quarterback room saying, oh, we got to do this, we got to do that, right? He's the foil of the week. On Saved by the Bell, there was always something going on. There was always a person that was standing in Zach's way to get to what he wants, right? I equate Marty Morningwig, the offensive coordinator, to aggressive PE teacher, weird science teacher, uh, rival school, cool guy. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? These jokes are... (laughs) I can't. Oh, my goodness. I equate the the offensive playbook of the Philadelphia Eagles to Kelly Kapowski, right? So you got Zach always chasing Kelly, right, to be his girlfriend, to go to the dance with him, go to the high-profile situations with him. So the, the, the playbook or the power to wield the playbook is Kelly Kapowski. So, inanimate object becomes person. Superstar Tiffany Amber Thiessen has become the Philadelphia Eagles playbook. Now, the Eagles GM, Howie Roseman, his part that he plays in this is that he is A.C. Slater. Doug Peterson, who's fired, just so everybody knows, he's principal building. So, Zach Morris is thwarting him on every step, right? He's always two steps ahead of Principal Belding. Carson Wentz seems to be two steps ahead of ex coach Doug Peterson. Comes to be true, right? If you're fired and I'm still here, I'm two steps ahead of you. So, check mark for Wentz in the win column in that episode of Saved by the Eagles. But Howie Roseman is kind of like A.C. Slater. Like, I'm the rug GM. I'm kind of like the cool guy, but the brooding, dark guy. Like, I'm just cool, right? No, not really, Roseman. I know I'm painting a picture for you. You sound good as A.C. Slater, but your schemes don't work as well. If we noticed anything about Saved by the Bell, A.C. Slater's schemes backfired on him as well. There's reports... And I want to make sure I give love to the Philadelphia Inquirer's Jeff McClain. There's reports of Rosamond needing and desiring for power and autonomy in all decision makings when it comes to player personnel and even down to who dresses on Sunday. Wait, the GM is telling the coach who's on the field every single day who's dressing on Sunday? Yo, man. That makes no sense whatsoever. This is why Philadelphia, you got saved by the Eagles right now. That's your moniker, is saved by the Eagles. Also, McClain reported that he wants credit for like their, you know, their Super Bowl victory, putting that team together. And he just wants to be known for being in charge at Lincoln Field, which is Bayside High School. (laughs) So... That's the Philadelphia Eagles situation in a nutshell. Saved by the Eagles. Zach Morris is Carson Wentz. Principal Belding is Doug Peterson. Marty Morningwig is whoever the week's foil was. Whether it was rival school, cool guy, weird science teacher, aggressive PE teacher. The offensive playbook was Kelly Kapowski. Come on, man. Oh man, Fletcher Cox must be the guy who was uh, who uh, who worked at the restaurant, just getting after quarterbacks, creating magic. That dude did magic tricks. The 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 I guess he was the um, the manager of the restaurant where they hung out at. Philadelphia saved by the Eagles. Classic. <laughs> All right, so we moved to Houston, Texas. And last week, towards the end of QP Sports Exchange Football Friday, I reported that Deshaun Watson was flourishing on Instagram in a 49ers jersey. The report is the Texans organization did not cultivate a good relationship with quarterback Deshaun Watson. To the point where he was not in on decisions on uh, who was going to lead the next regime of the Houston Texans. And it seemed to irk him very much. He seemed to be very upset by not being involved in that process. And as well as he should be. Maybe he shouldn't be the largest voice in the room whatsoever. But having him in there or having... Hey, what do you think about this guy as the head coach? Or what do you think about this guy as the GM? And it also makes all the sense in the world to me about this report right now. ESPN Lewis Riddick reports that the relationship with the Texans and Deshaun Watson is severed. And Watson can't just be traded anywhere because he has a no trade clause in his contract. So, ah, uh, now what, Texans? To even get a deal done, the Texans, you still need to communicate and cultivate a relationship with the quarterback that you refuse to even bother asking who you think should run the team next year. Maybe you didn't take all of it into consideration, but you didn't even ask him. You didn't even say, hey, what do you think about Eric Bieniemy?" What do you think about... You know... Throw names out there. The OC in San Francisco. The OC in Arizona. Hell, the OC in Green Bay. Hey, what do you think about these guys coming coaching you? No, they didn't do that. They went crazy radio silence. They was just ghosting my mans. Not coming to him whatsoever. So now... Deshaun doesn't want to be a Texan anymore, right? Deshaun is out on the Texans altogether. But the Texans still need Deshaun. This is Deshaun welcoming the Texans into his home. Ain't no sense of bullshit, goddammit. Here I am, you motherfucker, you.
1: White folks in the house.
0: Welcome, goddamn white people. You welcome. White folks here to see me. What type of shit is this? You know you made it when white folks come see you somebody. (laughs) So that's how the Texans are greeted when they come to Deshaun's house looking to get a trade done. Because he can veto any trade. So you got to go to Deshaun's house. You know what I'm saying? By the way, some, uh. Helpful hints to Texans organization. Take your shoes off when you get to Deshaun's crib. Don't be messing up the carpet. All right? Also, Texans organization. Speak softly. Don't make any sudden movements with Deshaun. All right? You entering that dude's home now. You're going to need to respect that man. Put some respect on that man's name. Deshaun Watson is 25 years old. Okay? So, to the rest of the NFL, let the war, the bidding war, absolutely commence. Shouts out to my man, Deshaun Watson. Shouts out to you, my bro. Because you know what? Shouts out also to your uh, management team. Putting that no trade in there. Okay? Because now now is big boy time. Houston Texans. My man is not wanting to be there. He is not having it at all. So, you better come correct when you talk to Deshaun Watson right now. Okay? Because whatever trade you want to do, you need his help. And I bet you Deshaun Watson ends up with a really well-run organization. I bet you his, his team, his management team is all hooked up, ready to go. All right? So... I am enthused and I cannot wait as this plays out during the offseason and we see where Deshaun Watson goes. So now what we're going to do is we're going to pivot to winners. So I'm going to let you know right now. I'm hyped up for this. So let's go. Okay, we got winners. Time to get real serious right now. Okay? Time to light this up on a real level. First of all, last week we went 2-2. Two two. First day did not go so well. Your boy was off his game. Rams lost. Kudos to Green Bay. Bills won. Beat the Ravens. Kudos to Bills Mafia. Day 2 was uh, pretty good for your boy. Tampa Bay taking care of business, Kansas City taking care of business, Baker Mayfield, my wife still loves your commercials, so shout out to you, Chiefs Kingdom, real big shout out to y'all, and getting to the AFC Championship game, so that leaves us to where we are, here we go, AFC Championship game, that's the first one off the bat, we are, hold on, check it out. Yeah, yeah, y'all hear that, y'all know, we're rubbing hands together, because you know we got what Vegas got for us, so let's let's get into it, so Bills Mafia, Chiefs Kingdoms, let's go, we ready, let's call this game, let's get it going, Chiefs are favored by 3.5, this line has moved greatly since yesterday, it was 3 yesterday, today it's 3.5, that's pretty big, okay? KC against the spread this year is 7-10. Seven, 7 wins and 10 losses against the spread. That does obviously that's not their record. That's their record against Vegas. Okay? Now, Buffalo is 12-5 against the spread. Alright? So they're doing it real big. Vegas loves them. That's Vegas's baby. Both offenses are ranked one and two. Okay. KC is one. Buffalo's two. Josh Allen has been incredible this year. He's been such a revelation. Bills Mafia, congratulations on your quarterback situation. I am hyped for you. Here's the other thing. We got to change the page, you know what I'm saying? Because we got a lot of pages. Got a lot of pages today. We all know about Mahomes. We all know about the MVP. We all know about the Super Bowl MVP. There's nothing to be said. That dude is great. He's always going to be an MVP candidate um he's just he's really to me he's today's John Elway and by the way for you kids out there who do not know who John Elway is the YouTube clip of the week boys and girls is John Elway preferably the one against Cleveland sorry Cleveland fan sorry Browns fan sorry to break your heart but For the young kids out there. We're trying to learn them up. So YouTube John Elway. This game is going to come down to. Red zone efficiency. This is my thing. It's who you trust in the red zone. It really is. And here's the thing Bill Mafia. I understand. I picked against you. Last week. The week before. You know I was with you. I was with your situation. And I understand that. I have picked against you, and you're saying, well, if you pick against us again, it's no big deal, because we're going to go out and prove it to you. Well, Bills Mafia, you're going to have to prove it to me again, because the way I have this game going down, I have this game going 35-38 KC in a thriller, in an overtime thriller. You know how we do it here at QP Sports Exchange. Well, how do we do it? We do it real, real big. So, this is what I'm going to do. Always get you some air horns. Chiefs Kingdom, you know I picked y'all 38 to 35. You know we're going over, right? We know we're going over. What is the over in that game? Let me get that real quick. I didn't. Even, I was so excited to give you the pick that I didn't even tell you what the over was. And we're going to definitely get on that. 54 and a half, baby. Okay, we going over, okay? Just understand that. Defense, it's going to be a problem for y'all. Both teams, I understand. Whoever makes a big play at the end will win. My bet is on the Chiefs doing it. I don't know if they cover. 38-35 is the score. You're welcome on that. Now, we move to the NFC Championship game. Now, the first thing that we got to say, congratulations to Tom Brady and congratulations to Drew Brees on a career. Well-lived, well-played, my friend, Drew Brees. You are a legend. You're a legend in the city of New Orleans. You are a legend in the state of Louisiana. And your efforts throughout your career have been chronicled. And they will be much applauded through the annals of time. So kudos to Drew Brees. Enjoy your retirement, my brother. You know, get after it in the commentating situation that you're going to do on NBC. So the reports are Drew Brees is leaving. He's going to NBC and he's going to do TV. That dude's going to be well prepared for that situation. Now getting back to Tom Brady. So here's the difference. There is over 35 years of quarterback experience in this NFC championship game. 35 years of experience in this championship game. Now, on the other championship game, the AFC which we just gave you the winner for, there's only 7 years of experience in that championship game. So there's a 28 year gap between the two quarterbacks playing in the AFC championship game and the NFC championship game. So I'm going to let that I'm going to let that ruminate in your head for a second. Let that marinate. Let that secret sauce get into your system. 28 years. All right. So the spread for this particular game is Green Bay is favored by three and a half. And why wouldn't it be, right? Aaron Rodgers is having another great year. He's having an MVP year. He probably will be the MVP coming up. But whose defense do you trust in this game? That's the question of the day. Because here's the thing. Antonio Brown won't play people will say that's a bad thing. I don't think so. Scotty Miller, who will replace Antonio Brown, will be the difference maker between Brady having success and Brady not having success. I believe that. I believe everybody else will do their thing. Chris Godwin is his his guy. Mike Evans is his red zone guy. But Scotty Miller is going to keep drives alive or not. It's going to be critical what they do on third and fives, third and six, and how they attack that. And I think Scotty Miller will be the difference maker whether they win or lose and how he wins his matchup. The Buccaneers activated Monster Tackle Vita Vea. He's been injured most of the year. Now my man is coming back. He's going to be playing. That's a big pickup. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. So. Will Aaron Rodgers continue to trust. The LaFleur offense. And his stable or running backs. You know that law firm. Of Jones, Williams, and Dillon. That famous law firm. That just rushed the football. And they all do different things. And they all play a role. In the success of Aaron Rodgers. And I think it will be critical to see. How Aaron goes through the offense. I just, here's the deal. I think the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are better. So, who am I going to pick? I'm going to tell you right now. QP Sports Exchange, QP Nation, 26-24 Tampa. I'm going with the GOAT in the NFC Championship game. Buccaneers fans rejoice. I don't know what you call that ship out there. But fire the freaking cannons. Because y'all going to the Super Bowl. You're going to host the Super Bowl. Giselle Bujin is going to be there for sure. John Legend is going to be there with Christy Teigen. There's going to be stars at this. Because Brady is bringing the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. So that score again is 26-24. I take the under. I think the defense will rule the day for both teams. Green Bay, Packers Nation, you know where to find me. QPP Network, Question Point Pod Network on Instagram and Facebook. Y'all can get at me all day long. But these are the picks. These picks are fearless. And this is how we doing it today on Football Friday. And you know I have only one other thing to to say about that situation all right with that being said you know what we're gonna bounce we're gonna get up out of here so you got your picks you got your stories you got your news i don't know what else i can do for you go to questionpointpodnetwork.com get yourself in entrenched into qp nation okay Enjoy this football weekend. Enjoy the college basketball if you into that before the football weekend. But here's the one thing that I want you to do. First of all, we're going to shout out the listeners again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for downloading and subscribing on all the platforms. iTunes, Apple Pod, okay? Spotify, get after it. Amazon Music, you know what to do, okay? Google Pod, go get it. Stitcher, always and forever, all right? Shout out to the listeners again because without you, there is no show. There is no passion. There is no energy. So, shout out to you. And you know how we end the show every single time. Be good to yourself. Be good to the ones that are around you. And if you have it within your means, and I don't care if it's money or just time spent, if it's just a kind word, help out your neighbor. Show some love to your neighbor. Be impactful in your community. And if you are struggling with mental illness, it is not a game. Get yourself some help, okay? If you have loved ones that are struggling with mental illness, get them some help approach them be in their corner let them know that you are here and you're not going anywhere okay with that being said qp sports exchange on a friday is absolutely out and i am Uh, found I think about the goodness and the fullness of God. Make me thankful, pity the hateful, I'm grateful. The Lord brought me through this far. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to be cute when I praise the great and high. I keep it live beat bumping. Keep jumping, make the Lord feel something. Ain't no shame in my game, God's property. Getting Check. big with curse, it'll stop.